Welcome to Brewing the Pot. I'm Em. And this is... And I'm Mare. Welcome to episode Episode 12. Woo! <laughs> you Woo! were just feeling the music way too much. You were just in the zone, man. I literally <laughs> lost my microphone. You, like, wait. you put that shit down. I'm supposed to be yes, talking. I, know. I, just, I didn't know if we wanted to do the pause or not. I just went with it. Go with the full. You kept it. You kept it going. So today's episode, we are doing birth stories. Oh, <laughs> we're late. It's okay. It's okay. We're late. Birth stories. Uh, birth <laughs> stories. We are going to be sharing our own personal ones because they are. They range from like great experiences to like, oh my god. I'm so sorry that happened Traumatizing. to experience, uh, to like going, like it's, it's all over the place. We also have a few submissions from you guys. So we're super excited to talk about those. Thank you so much for submitting. Super excited. So basically, yes. Mary and I decided that we're just going to start with like chronological order. I think that's what we kind of decided. Like, okay. Yeah. So Emily had her first daughter, like a yearish before yes. me, so just about January of they're like a, the, they're like yeah. a yearish January twenty fourteen of when is when Izzy yeah and so I was August twenty fifteen so, so like a year and a yeah. half apart well yeah yeah so yeah. we were like yeah I forgot they're the, yeah but then when we had our second I know but then when we had our second they were literally like a couple months we were apart. pregnant at the we, same um, time it was so cool and i actually was just yeah. thinking about that like i honestly wish like we were close like don't get us like we've talked but i feel like right now if we were pregnant again I know. together but like, well i oh feel like God. the like the ending kind of of, yeah. of our pregnancies like i came to your baby yeah. shower that was like really when we started like well, okay because, like, remember when i okay. told you i was pregnant you're like oh my god and then literally like 4 weeks or like six weeks later, I wish Mary was like, I'm pregnant. And it was like, oh my God, this is so I crazy. know. It was such a cool, cool, cool experience. And it was fun. I just wish we were closer together, like I said, like to do this again. But that would require me to have another fucking kid. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but I let's know. just get I know. started with, uh, I guess, my story. So let me take you back. Do you want to go in? Yeah, go into like, let's get into like uh, f- <laughs> being pregnant when you were pregnant. Yes. Like, let's get into just a I little, a little through, backstory first. Um, a little bit of that. I will take you a little through a little bit of that. And then I'll take you to like her actual coming into the world. So I got pregnant. Um, Literally, it was my junior year of high school, the end of my junior year in high school. It was like second semester. I definitely remember. It was only a couple minutes. Actually, I do remember when I found out I was pregnant. It was Mother's Day. It was in May. I found out I was <gasps> pregnant on Mother's Whoa. Day. That was a real treat for That's my fucking fine. mom. Right on Mother's Day, I told her. I immediately told her when I found out because, I mean, me and my mom are very close. And I knew I knew that she wasn't going to be thrilled, but I also knew at the other hand, like, on the, like I knew what my decision was going to be instantly. I knew that... I was keeping the baby. I knew that. Yeah. I just, 
I just, I knew that. That was my decision to make. And I knew that it wasn't planned. I was on birth control pill. And I remember it was junior year or senior. I was, I got pregnant in May. So it was like, we graduated. I mean, we went to the next grade. So I was like the end of my junior year. So I was pregnant during the summer. And then I came back my senior year pregnant and I graduated early. So I was like the end of you, my junior okay, year. You, gra- like four you graduated early. I did early. graduate early. I graduated a semester early. Okay. But yeah, I wasn't there. I walked okay. everything. Okay. I just wasn't there for the second half of the of the senior year. Yeah. So um, anyways, so yeah, I was on the birth control pill. I just, I mean, I, I was a teenager. So I still have a problem taking it now. Like literally, I missed I'll tell you, I have ADHD. I don't remember. I literally was going to say that, but I'm like, I mentioned I have ADHD every fucking episode. She said, she said I use this as an excuse every, every single, single day. day of my life. That is, it's a reasoning as why I'm the way that I am. So yeah, I, I would always miss the time. If they made a fucking pill a little bit more fucking forgiving, like a 30 minute, even an hour window of forgiveness, I would be like, I forgot. Oh, it's not an so, hour. I'm like, it is an hour. I think I I really because I feel like I feel like I wasn't very like consistent I would miss like okay normally it'd probably be a full day I I would wake up the next day and be like fuck me or okay I mean it was either anyway from well they make it seem like it is forgiving though back when we no 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 back when we were in high school though they didn't really make it seem like like they were they made it seem like oh like if you forget if you forget, just take two okay, the next see, day. They didn't that, make it. Doesn't work. They did not that's make it. No, happened. they didn't make it seem like if you oh, really? if you miss it and you don't take. Not for my me, doctor no. was very adamant about not missing a day. Like she didn't say about oh, the, like the windows. Like the only reason I, I think I found out about like the hour window is because I asked as an adult because I kept missing mm. taking it and I would get it and I would get my period all the time. Yeah, and my body would be so confused. Because I would be taking the hormone all of a sudden. So anyway, so yeah, that's how Isabel happened. Mm. Because that's exactly what I would do. I would wake up and take two the next day. And I would think, I thought it worked. I thought it was working. I, then I would get my period once a yeah. month. So anyway, so I remember that week, I was begging my mom to make a doctor's appointment for me to get the NuvaRing. I specifically remember asking her, because I'm like, the pill isn't working. I keep forgetting it. I got to get on something else. She's like, I'll make it. I'll make it. Yeah, it was a little too fucking late. So um, I told her uh, <laughs> my daughter's father. So he was a senior at this point. Um, he was a grade older than me. So um, he, I texted him and I forget. I think I missed my period. I'm pretty sure like that was the indicator. I, I missed my period and I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. weird. But also I have PCOS. So it like that wasn't really uncommon for me to be like late. So I gave it, I think like a full week and a half. And uh, it still wasn't coming. So I was like, okay, this is weird. So then um, I go to- That's weird. And I took two and uh, I was pregnant. So I immediately called some girl that I thought was my friend. And this is actually how everyone in the school found out because I trusted the wrong person. I should have called what I I did afterwards. Like I called my, my really best friends, but I called this one girl because- I think she had a pregnancy scare and she told me and she confided in me. And I thought that I would have the same respect and that just wasn't the case. Um, I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Um, So I confided in this woman, this girl. And uh, anyway, so then I told my mom, my mom found out. So I go, we get our, 
eight week, you know, ultrasound appointment and just to make sure that it's really there. It's really happening. And uh, yeah. it was. And so fast forward. So I'm pregnant. I'm keeping the baby. I, I announce it on Instagram because uh, I found out the person that I told was telling people told her best friend, somebody overheard, and then rumors started getting around. And then I'll mention this really, really, really bad, embarrassing moment. I was in, uh, it was, about, this was mm-hmm. my junior year, and I had thought nobody knew. Now, I had told my teachers, and I told the nurse, because I thought I had really, really bad morning sickness, and out of respect, I felt like yeah. they were my teachers, and they ought to know. I should have known that they were just fucking grown-up teenagers and love drama and love to gossip themselves. So this grown fucking woman, I'm in my history class. I'll say her name. It's Miss Unger. That is her fucking name. I hate this woman. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. She's an awful human being. I really, really think this woman is like on I awful woman. And everybody who's had her knows exactly that she is. This woman, like, literally does not like, she likes, like, the dominating, like, personality. Like, she's just awful. And so we're, she pulled me aside and told me that I should be a Disney princess when I grow up. And I should be Snow White. And I was like, are you saying that I'm so dumb that I should, (gasps) Like I, 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 she pulled me aside and I thought that I was in trouble because that's the type of teacher she was. And then that's what she told me. And I was like, I know I got a D on that test, but like, maybe (laughs) she's so fucking like, is this supposed to be a compliment? She she just said like the most random shit. She said shit that was off of her head that she didn't care if I hurt your feelings, offended you. She just said whatever the fuck she wanted to, whatever came out of her mouth. I'm sure she said some fucking nice things. She didn't enjoy no, being she didn't. a teacher she, at No, all. she just was an no. awful human being. Like, she's just a, not a nice person. And so anyway, so I'm sitting in class and a couple of my girlfriends in there knew because they were my friends. And so we're sitting there taking a test and she comes up to me with this tote bag from like the fucking grocery store. And in front of everybody in dead silent class, she gives it to me and goes, you're going to need this for daycare. And I go, what? And I look up and she's like, daycare is extremely expensive for a child. So you're going to need this bag, you know, to take to and from. Like she was offering me like out of the kindness of her fucking heart, offering me this. But saying this in front of every single person in class. And my friends just looked at me and their hands in front of their face. Like did this just fucking happen? So yeah, everybody found out. I of course was crushed and so embarrassed. And I, I remember running to the vice principal, I'll say her fucking name too, because I don't like her, Miss Dunn. I went to her and I re- expressed myself. I was crying. I was so upset, how embarrassed, how she had no right. And her words back to me were, eventually everyone's going to find out. So that was super fun. I actually got that response from pretty much all the adults in my life, including my mom. And I just felt so alone in that moment. It's like, it was my business. Yeah, but let it me was tell my, it on my time. Let me yeah. say that on my time. Yeah, and so at that point, like I said, I, I we already had gotten the eight-week ultrasound, so I just posted it and I confirmed it. And at this point, I was just going to accept, uh, you know, my – it is what it is. So I got mm-hmm. through the summer. I think I showed up to school. I think I was only, like, four months pregnant. I was barely showing it a little bit. But, of course, you know, I – 
I very much started focusing. That's kind of when I got into makeup because I was really self-conscious about my belly and the way that I looked and that everyone knew. So I straightened my hair every day. I put on MAC makeup every day. I wanted to look good and feel good with a pregnant belly. And of course, my daughter's father yeah. was not there. Thankfully, I was only there for two periods. I only got was there for, we had four periods. I mean, I don't know about Pennsylvania has eight periods, so they, I don't know if a lot of people know our high school had four. So, um, I was only there for first period and then second, and then I would leave and go to work. I forget what it was called, but you know, the work, like where people would leave to go to work and have a class for that. Yeah, I did that too. So I would leave. And so I was only there for two periods. So, um, my first, I had really two women that were really, really cool, uh, I forget her name, Miss Vlahos, and I think Dr. Wolf was my other one. So I loved I, they her. were pretty, yeah. like, they were cool teachers. Um, I, my biggest thing was the students weren't the big deal. It was the teachers that were really That's crazy, judgmental. No, because I don't really nasty. I truly, like, don't remember. Yeah. I, you being yeah, pregnant, I was, like, in, I was in, in and out in school. <laughs> like I knew, yeah. I don't remember there being like I was pregnant. A, a huge, guys, like okay, focus. I don't know people know this, but I was pregnant at the same time as the girl that I punched in the face back in freshman year, and she was in my fucking first period class. So the only two pregnant bitches who punched each other in the fucking face in the same class senior year. Tell me about karma and irony. Right? And guess what? And she named her daughter. Like, I almost don't even want to say her kid's name because then they'll know who it is. Don't. But don't, I know. But uh, don't. very similar to my child. Okay, so let's, but, so <laughs> let's cut Let's cut to your actual Yes, and so, yeah. So anyways, yeah, let's just say, so yeah, I graduated. And the day that I walked was probably the my worst day of high school um, because they uh, didn't, I don't, I think it was more like they were just making comments about, uh, me, I can't remember, but I just remember it was very, like, like I said, the teachers, it was the teachers that made me feel uncomfortable, made me feel very judgmental. It was very awful. So let me cut to, yeah, me giving birth. So it was January. It was snowing out. Um, I woke up cramping and I was like, I think I'm in labor. So I called my doctor. She's like, time them, time them. All right, let's go in. I immediately knew. I mean, I didn't have a birth plan. I really didn't. I was very, young and so the doctor that I had she was nice don't get me wrong and I like that I had the same doctor I didn't know that a lot of people I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that to my second son that a lot of people don't have the same doctor so I was very Mm -hmm. fortunate I did have the same person and I chose a woman like I said she was very nice but when the day come came whoo um and so they I mean they really didn't work very uh educating like I I I mean, they yeah, didn't inform I noticed me. that like, too. They didn't like. I kind of was mm-hmm. just there for my checkup. They would tell me everything was great. Tell me, and I mean, I guess I didn't have any questions because I'd never been through this before. I really didn't know what to expect, and I did not want to see somebody give birth. And yeah, I did take some health classes in school, so I I knew stuff. Like I wasn't like, and you know, like I feel like even my mom mm-hmm. told me, like you know, you learn hands on, and that's exactly what happened. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. So um, I go into labor my daughter's father's there and then eventually my mom shows up my uh grandmother shows up and my daughter's father's mother shows up so the grandmas 
basically great two grandmas and a great grandma. So all they're they're all there. So I'm now in labor and they gave me and I'm I'm like walking around, they're waiting for me because I go through triage and they're like, Okay, you're on the line, but we'll just keep you. And I'm like, Great. And I'm at this point crying like I I think this is the worst pain baby it hadn't even started I want to I could laugh at that pain Were they- that I was experiencing that I thought was so bad at that point oh I had no idea I had no idea so I'm walking around doing my labor you know contractions she's like when do you want to get the epidural I go right fucking now I, I right now I want to get it and they go do you realize you're gonna be sending you know like you're gonna have to you know, lay down and I'm like, I do, I fucking care. So I'm like, so they get me into a bed and they're like, okay, um, we're waiting on the anesthesiologist and he's taking his sweet ass time. So they give me morphine and I passed out. And, um, so yeah, I, huh. anyway, so I'm all loopy passed out. I'm pretty sure I threw up. I didn't like it at all, <gasps> oh, but I actually no. didn't know it was morphine until being an adult, I didn't realize that's what they no, gave truly. me. They didn't tell me what they were giving me. I had no idea. I thought that was the, yeah. I, I had no idea. I thought the epidural went in your back. I was so confused. But anyways, they wanted me to sleep and I slept. And so when I woke up, mm. they were like, okay, we're going to break your water. And so I think, yeah, they broke my water. And then I oh, think man. the anesthesiologist, I can't try to remember the like timeline, but the anesthesiologist came in at one point and he's doing my epidural and I'm in like screaming, crying pain at this point, the morphine has worn off. So, um, and they had broken my water and that's when I remember labor got so intense because mm-hmm. they, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't hurt them breaking my water. I didn't feel that. I just felt like, no, no, no. That- but that progressed the labor. Yeah. And so I was in so much pain. So they do the epidural, he leaves and I'm still in so much fucking pain. I'm crying. I, I, they're not letting me move obviously because they thought that they just gave me this epidural Oh my God. I wish I was your doula. I'm in just agonizing pain. And so then they switch. I had a really nice uh, nurse at first because of what had happened. So when I'm during through all of this pain, my grandmother, my mom and his mom are all laughing in the corner, having the time of their lives, cracking up and talking about, and I I hadn't had anything to eat because I didn't know that I should have eaten before I left. Like I was so, so unprepared. And so, um, they're getting me ice chips. And so they're like, we're going to go get something to eat. Mm. And so when they left, like as they left my water, they of course did the water thing. And so that during that time when they're gone, that's when all this shit's going on. So I kicked everybody out. I said, don't let them back in. And I even kicked my mom out and the nurse was so, she was all for me. She was like, nobody's coming back in. And so then I'm still screaming, crying and they can kind of hear me. And they told me to be quiet, which was hilarious. The nurse comes in and asks me to keep it down. Um, I was 18 years old. My first, And also, cause they assumed that I had this epidural. Why am I still screaming? And so then anyway, so they, they switch nurses. And so I get this nasty bitch. I get this such a mean nurse. And so uh, I remember, so she came, like, honestly, okay, this is like hard for me to remember. It was a long time ago. And I'll tell you why. Also, it's hard for me to remember. Um, so anyways, I remember at one point, my mom calls my daughter's father and she's like can I come back in and he asked me and I'm like that's fine I don't care I don't care just what's fine so she comes in I was glad my mom was there I really was and so my mom comes back in so I kicked everybody else is still out so it's only my daughter's father and my mom in the room 
And so the nurse like keeps checking me to see how dilated I am. Cause I keep like, I, I want her to do something like, and she keeps yeah. telling me that I'm feeling pressure. You're just feeling pressure. And I'm like, she's like, do you, and I, I'm literally hitting that epidural button every 10, like every, just hitting it. I'm just like, as, as yeah. much as I could, because I felt nothing. And so then they're like, okay, we'll get the anesthesiologist to come back. So they get the anesthesiologist to come back. They redo the needle in my back. I'm still in screaming pain. Oh so then God. she's telling me I'm just feeling pressure. I'm just feeling pressure. They're still checking me. I'm barely moving. She's also sunny side up. So her spine was on my spine. So they're trying yep. to get her like, we'll figure out, see if she'll move. And then you remember, I think you remember this part. Well, that sunny side up is that is very yes. painful it's, labor. And so when, that, yeah. When your baby is, so <laughs> and it makes it longer. Yes. Uh, I was in, like I said, the worst. I have a lot I'm of comments. So oh my God. No, I'm glad you know all this. Um, well, because, okay, listen. So if, if they knew that baby was sunny side up, they should have been helping Emily get into positions that will help the baby flip to the correct position. But instead she's been given an epidural that didn't work twice. And in all of this time where it's not been working, she actually could have been getting in Mm -hmm. positions like getting on all fours, um, having somebody help her rock back and forth. Cause at this point the epidural has not been working. So she could have been walking around, but instead she's been laying down flat and that's not doing anything to help the baby. Other than scream. There's nothing wrong with getting an epidural at Mm -hmm. all. hundred percent. But she could have been doing stuff that could have helped her so much. But they didn't Instead, believe these me. Nurses are and just not to like, mention, why are yeah, you in and pain? And they didn't even believe me. Like, that's the part. They're like, you're just feeling pressure. And now that I've had my second child, I know that it wasn't pressure. I absolutely yeah. 100% know. And I'm just so mad that she was, she's like, I've had twins. Like, I know what it, like, she's like, you know, telling me that she knows. And they're just, I mean, I was young and I guess it was my first time and they just mm. took it that yeah. You know, but I knew I was screaming and crying in pain. So then they call once again, call the anesthesiologist back and he gets an ice cube and he rubs it on my leg to ask if I could feel it. That is how they were determining if my epidural worked, if my legs were numb. And I couldn't, I was in so much pain that you probably could have shot me, stabbed me, anything. And I wouldn't mm. have been able to feel it. That, I mean, I was in such pain otherwise, like my back, my, my, I don't, I just remember the, the contractions were so painful. Oh my God. I just remember how awful. And so I just couldn't tell. And so they really were just like, they shrugged their shoulders and left. And so I'm just still, oh they did God. nothing for me. And there was no morphine they could give me at that point. They gave me nothing else. Honestly, so mad that they didn't offer me nitrous oxide at least, but I don't think you can have yeah. it, which I find bullshit because there's no, I, no correlation. Like there's no, I don't think any, yeah. but you can't have them at the same time. So anyways, um, so I'm still progressing. It's been, uh, 18 hours and eventually I'm like, they're like, pu- like they're telling me not to push, but I'm feeling water gushing out of me. And so she like reaches in and I'm pretty sure I- I either before the water was starting to gush out of me, but she like tried to manually turn. I remember Isabel inside of me to try to flip her. And I don't think she was going at that point. And they were like, let's just give up and give her time. And that's when I called her and was like, I, my body, I'm like, I feel something. She goes, don't push, 
don't push. And I'm oh like, my, my body, I, I can't help it. And I'm crying. So they called the doctor and oh. the doctor comes, they check me. They're like, you're ready. And so then I immediately, an attract, you know, contraction comes and they're like, push. And so I do. And, um, I actually, thankfully, uh, but I see this is the part where it gets wrong. I pushed so hard and so fast. I broke blood vessels in my face and, um, this is going to be a trigger warning graphic mentioning blood, mentioning stitches, mentioning ripping. If you need to skip past this, please do. But I really want to educate and inform and let you guys know what happened and what Really, my advice, I think Mary might agree with me if you can give different advice, but I pushed way too fast, way Mm -hmm. too hard, and I tore significantly. I mean, inside, outside, all the way up, and and you can imagine when I say those words, you know exactly where your parts are, you know exactly what's next to it, that's exactly where I, I had one hole, guys. Okay, at the end. Hold a hole, guys. Hold a hole. Huge hole. Okay, they were all combined at that point. Now, granted, but Isabel was eight pounds fifteen ounces. But other women have given birth to bigger babies and haven't torn. Mm -hmm. So I know that it was because I pushed way too fast, way too hard, and they should have told me to slow down, take my time. Like I was screaming. I remember broken blood vessels in my face, like little red dots. Like it was so bad. Yeah. So then, so she comes out. She's fine. I'm not. My mom is standing on one side. My daughter's father's already with the baby. So I'm glad that my mom was there. But here's the thing. My mom looks down and she's like, she had to sit down. That's how much blood was gushing out of me that she literally was like, she couldn't look. And so the, I just, all I can remember is like them going, it's fine. You're fine. It's fine. And I'm going, what's wrong. And they're literally, they don't have enough time to numb me. I am bleeding that bad and that fast that they're stitching me without any numbing. The epidural did not work guys. So I had no epidural. Um, They had no numbing for my stitching. They stitched me while I was bleeding. Um, she, I remember this, the nurse coming in and stabbing two shots of something in my leg. I'm like, I just remember looking up and going, what, what are you doing? And they're like, it's fine. They're hanging stuff. And you know, like I fluids, I guess. And then eventually yeah. she stitches me or numbs me. Cause she eventually, I guess, got halfway through enough time to numb me. And so that, um, after all that, after all of that, I'm so mad about this point. So family leaves. They come in and see the baby. I'm literally laying there like I, I can barely move. Like I'm smiling and I'm I'm happy. Like I can't cry. I can't do anything. Um, You know, he's oh holding God. the baby. He's crying. Everyone's in. And then all of a sudden it's like two, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's 3 a.m. at this point. So my family leaves. He, they give me the baby. The bassinet is next to me, right? So I'm in a hospital bed. If you guys don't know, there's a huge bar next to the goddamn bassinet, okay? Now, I just had, like, basically surgery down there, okay? That, I mean, was that not surgery? That was surgery, basically. I got stitched. It's def- it is a goddamn procedure, a for procedure. sure. It's a procedure. Got... It is a procedure. Yes. 
Like for sure. Oh, it was it was like I think fourth degree, third to fourth degree tearing. It was that bad. Well guys, even without yeah. it's hard. It's hard to Okay, you know yeah. and so they left me. It's even without <laughs> stitches, it is hard to it's move hard. you just went through literally a car all the crash. Things. It literally feels like you went through a car crash. And so yeah, so the family leaves. The nurses aren't even here at that point. So they give me the baby. My daughter's father falls asleep on the couch and he's like a motherfucking rock. And so I'm holding the baby and all of a sudden I'm not feeling so fucking high. So I'm like hitting the call button for the nurse. Nobody's coming. I'm yelling for my daughter's father to wake up. He's not coming. And I'm like, I can't oh fall my. asleep with this baby in my arms. I'm, I'm feeling so weak. So anyways, fast forward. I didn't even get. Um, a blood transfusion. I ended up getting a four pint, four pint blood transfusion. So those bags of blood, I got four of those replenished back into my body. Oh and my I didn't even God. get that done until a whole 24 hours later. Then when the doctor came in the second time to see Ugh. me, she goes, you look really pale. She goes, have you been able to walk? And I go, I haven't gotten up yet. And like, she goes, have you eaten? I'm like a little bit. Literally, I had lost so much blood. So after the four pint blood transfusion, Ugh. I felt better. But when I tell you, it took me about 12 okay three to four months to recover from my uh you know down like from my stitches, stitches because i couldn't sit down without had i would put ice trays like you know they had those icicles like those padsicles i literally would mm-hmm. buy, like have them for for months I, I couldn't sit down without actually sitting on one and still to this day sex is very painful for guys like you know it's 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 painful and uh it's awful it was a very traumatic experience for my first time thankfully that led me to knowing that I know exactly what to look for now in you know what I wanted the second time and thankfully my second time was so so much better so all right I took up enough of your time that was my long story though but I want you to get Mia's in that way we can do stormies and the rest okay so so Uh, mine's slightly different (laughs) yes but I love I love that you have such a different version I actually do love that so much so please give yours Uh, a lighter version okay (laughs) Okay, yeah, here, we're going to get on a lighter note. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I do have you my, do. I, I do have you my do. traumas. I do have you my do. traumas from birth, especially with Jay's birth, but. Get going. <laughs> um, okay, so, so I'll do a quick backstory. I was also a teen mom. I um, ended up getting pregnant after I graduated, but I was 18 when I conceived, but about to be 19 and I was 19 when I gave Technically the hospital so, the hospital will consider you a teen mom until you were 21. Just FYI, oh, if anybody didn't okay. know that you're a teen mom until you hit the age of 21. Yes. Okay. Well, there yeah, we they go. They will treat you like there it we too. Go. Okay. Keep going, babe. Yes. So, I um got pregnant and I was already living and I was already married at the time that I got pregnant. Um, although people thought that we got married because we were pregnant and I'm like, no, ma'am, give me two months and then I'll get pregnant. Thank you. So we ended up being like, oh shit, got to get our shit together. So we ended up being able to buy a house. Thankfully, a beautiful house. I'm very privileged in that aspect that my, my husband was already in a 
like career type of job. So we were able, and I was also working full time as a, um, at a daycare. So I was already around kids 24, like all the time being a daycare teacher. So I was like, I got this. I literally was not terrified, like worried. You also I was just like, I got have this. the background I, of your brothers, I basically, right? You want to mention that too? Yeah. So both of my, all, I have, I'm one of four siblings and me and all of my siblings are each seven years apart. So me and my older sister are seven years apart. Me and my middle brother are seven years apart. And then my brother and my youngest brother are seven years apart. So it was like every time my parents had a kid, the other one was like the built-in babysitter. <laughs> so I was the built-in babysitter times two for my two brothers. And my youngest brother, when he was born, I was 14. And I actually ended up babysitting him um, during the summer of eighth grade going into ninth grade. I watched him so that my mom could go back to work during the summer. So I was with a little, literal, weeks-old baby for, uh, like, me. I remember meeting Jason and my little brother was like our kid. Like we would literally take him places. Like we would go out with my brothers and just like take them places. And like, he, he was yeah, our child. Yeah. Like we love, he loved Jason and that we just like, yeah. So I grew up with kids and I always said, I want seven kids. Like I want children. I want to adopt. I want to like, I wanted all of the kids. So no shit. I you were ready. got pregnant. <laughs> I was ready. ready. My whether uterus, not, I was like, whether or not you girl, were, it, was, it was time. <laughs> and it's crazy because I actually think that I, I believe in my heart that I had a chemical pregnancy, which is a, a miscarriage. Um, one month before that I conceived Mia and I thought I was pregnant. He thought I was pregnant. We got in the mindset of like, oh shit, we're pregnant. But every time I took a test, it was negative, but I still wasn't. And then the period, once I got my period, which it was just very weird, all the, how it happened, but I was like, wow, I'm sad. Like I kind of, I get that. I kind of want it. So I think that's why we were like, okay, we can, we can try and have a baby. It took one (laughs) time, got pregnant. The day before that I found out I was pregnant Jason was like, I don't think we should. Yeah, We're probably not ready to have a baby right now. Yes. And then I took a test the next day and was like, well, it's a little too late for that. <laughs> that was the day before my birthday. Oh. I found out I was pregnant. So I had a pretty easy breezy pregnancy. Um, I was seeing an OBGYN for the majority of my pregnancy, but I was not getting the care that I believed that I deserved. And even to the point where like, it's funny because I actually, there's a, there's a Facebook message to my current best friend, Mm -hmm. Becca, and she had a baby around the same time that Mm -hmm. you did. And I was like, Hey, what provider did you use for your pregnancy? And she's like, oh shit, are you pregnant? <laughs> but I I thought that she used midwives. Mm-hmm. So I was wanting to get a, a midwife suggestion. Mm-hmm. And she actually like steered me into the direction of my midwife center that I that I ended up using after my OBGYN. I think I switched to my midwives at like 28 weeks wow. of pregnancy because I was like, this ain't yeah. it. Like I'm not getting what I needed. Like 
I was literally a 19 year old child going in and they would see me for five minutes and then send me on my way. And at one point, yeah. And no question, like literally I would have questions and then they'd be like, wear this brace. And I'm like, okay, like, that's it. That's what, what, like, what is this pain I'm feeling? What is this? Everything is normal. The, the, the part that sent me over the edge was when I went in one day and pre-pregnancy, I was barely a hundred pounds. Like I was a very small Mm -hmm. human being, like 105 pounds pre-pregnancy. And so I hit like a whopping 130 and I was like, shit, hell yes. My OBGYN had the nerve to tell me you can only gain 10 more pounds for the rest of your pregnancy. You need to cut back. Like, yeah, literally slow down a bit (gasps) where in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was asking her, how can I gain weight? Because I'm, my body isn't gaining weight. Like at all. And they would have me doing like protein shakes. Yeah. Ended up telling me you, you still have 12 more weeks and you can only gain 10 more pounds. And I was like, something is not yeah. right here. So I ended up finding my midwife center and we did like a little class with them. And right after Jason was like, I'm sold. This is amazing. Yeah. Like I'm here for this. So with that, I would have had a birth center birth. I would not have given birth at the hospital, which you ca- you can choose to do that. And your midwife will come yeah. with you. But I didn't want a hospital setting birth. Well, my daughter had other plans because she decided to come four weeks early and you have to be 37 weeks to deliver at the birth center. She came at 36 weeks. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I ended up my, um, well, my whole pregnancy, everybody in my life was like, you're insane because I wanted to have an unmedicated birth. And they, every single person around me, you're crazy. Uh, you're going to have a terrible experience. I, like this and that. Oh, that? I gave birth unmedicated. And it's the worst thing ever. Don't do it. Oh like all the fear mongering, every bad thing you can ever imagine people were telling me. And I was like, I'm reading all the books. I'm reading all these natural. Yeah. If it's what you wanted to do, it's just because you couldn't handle it. I'm watching movies. Like I'm here. I was like, I'm preparing myself and I'm ready for this. It's not like in your situation where you were like, I'm here to get the meds. And then you end up getting there and they're not working for you. And it's like, well, what the fuck? This is the only thing that I wanted was to not feel anything where on my side, I was preparing myself to feel that way. I was doing hypnobirthing, like literally meditating myself to like not feel it. Like every night I would do my hypnobirthing, prepping myself to be able to breathe through. I mean, it's like the Lamaze or, you know, all those like classes. I was getting myself ready. And like my parents, they thought I was completely insane. They're like, this is going to, this is going to be bad, bad news. Like this is not going to be good. So uh, my water breaks in the middle of the night. Jason's like, so am I going to work or, and I'm like, that's a no, like I'm early and my water just broke. We have to go yeah. to the hospital yeah. now. This man literally had me walking around my house with a five gallon bucket under me. Like, you know, the, yes, the Home Depot bucket. Yes. I was literally just waddling waddling around my house with this bucket 
because we had just moved into oh our new house. Oh my god! Just like he's like, don't get your fluids on the floor. So I would be like, Fuck so we you. drive over. So my midwife's like, I'll meet you okay, there. Like yeah. I'll meet you at the hospital. Okay. You'll be good to go. I'm gonna be there. Everything's gonna be fine. So we get there. I literally, we get there. I have to squat down. I'm wearing a skirt with oh nothing on I just squat down and I'm leaking. <laughs> like the fluids are just coming out like straight up pee. Like oh, I can't yes, control yes. it. I was literally yes. squat. If you watch it, I was squatting outside of my car like that as the fluids and this man walks by and he's like, like I got a towel. I literally had a towel under me, like waddling. So I get there, we get into triage and they're like, oh ma'am, you are five centimeters dilated. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I am ready to go. This baby is coming. And like, I had told Jason, I remember being like, I really have to take a shit. Like I have to poop so bad. And then the nurse came in and was like, I'm going to check you. And I remember being like, I'm literally going to shit on this woman. But it was, it was the baby, the baby like push, the baby was coming. The pressure. So, so that was like <gasps> seven in oh the morning at that point. That's uh, so funny. So we get in the room. They're like, "Yes, you need to get in a room ASAP, yes. Rocky." Like, let's get you in the room. So we get in there. My midwife's there. She's like, "How's it going?" Like. You are just so chill and relaxed. And I was literally just like sitting, sitting in the middle of the bed, like, it's happening. Like, this is, I'm ready to go. And like, I remember the nurses would just come in and they would literally just be like, you are, what is happening? Like, are you, are you five centimeters dilated? And I'm like, yeah, I'm watching the Kardashians right now. Like, can you keep it? keep it but like truly it really like i was just ready to go i i don't know what the heck then it started getting bad because then i was in transition and ready to pop a baby out jason bless his heart had no idea like what they are so awkward they're like they're like do i what do i he's like tired he's like i'm so oh yeah fuck you he's like i'm tired i'm tired i'm like you would have been at work right now like you're getting out of i can't wait to tell you brian oh i but so thank the Lord uh, that it was a slow day because my midwife was able, this is what a doula would have done in this situation. What my midwife did. My midwife truly like doubled as a doula that day. She had me get on all fours and I, and had me just rocking back and forth because oh, it was in my back, so like good. the contractions. Yeah. So she had me rocking back and forth and she just sat there for literally like 40 minutes just rubbing my back, just massaging my back, just rubbing it. It's telling me to keep rocking back and forth. The rocking helps. The rocking helps. Oh my God. It helps so bad. And I'm like, thank goodness that she was there to like do that in that moment because I wouldn't have known. And the nurses, I'm sorry, maybe just not our experience, but the nurses don't give you they normally don't they, they don't, don't have time they, they don't, don't have the time so it's but it they sucks, yeah, but no, this is they what don't doulas, give you really any yeah i mean i well keep going yeah keep if going. if yeah. you have the capability and and the money yeah even put this on your registry if you have a registry or your anything get a it's doula awesome. because if you're wanting but even either way they are your advocate Mm -hmm. they are your support they are there to notice the little things that are going on like emily getting morphine (laughs) they're there to be like 
hello, your nurse is about to give you this. No Are you idea. okay with that? If you're lots of times, the doctors will literally just cut you literally oh, just cut yeah. you without, without even asking, yeah. which that's completely not okay. You need to be able to give your yeah. consent to have that happen. And, um, the, the doula would be there to be like, hello, they have scissors out. Doctor, what are you doing with those scissors? Yeah. Like, literally, I definitely, if you can afford it or you can, it's so much better. A doula would be so much better than half the shit that mm. people put on their registry. Just saying. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> so. You're good. <laughs> going on a tangent. So, yeah, after she did that rubbing, like, truly, I was like, I'm feeling like the pressure yeah. and they were like you're feeling the pressure and i was like yeah i'm feeling the pressure and they're like okay it's probably time to push and it was time oh, to wow. push they were like yeah you want to push and i remember being on my side at that point i was literally laying on my side yeah like this and um my midwife was just like if you want to push right there you can go ahead right on my side you know you typically see a, yeah, a woman uh, laying on legs her back, you get the stirrups, you get the stirrups, mm -hmm. you put your legs in the stirrups. And so when she said that, I was like, I can, I can be laying on my side yeah. with like literally my legs yeah. closed and I can just start right there. pushing my baby out right like that. So I did, it wasn't really working. And so I did get into more of a, like a seating position and within like two contractions, I pushed yeah. her out. And so it was very, like, I had a seven-hour labor. It was very easy, like, very good. Most of my traumatic things that happened were after she was born. They did a lot of things, and they took advantage of me because I was so young, where they put her in NICU when there was literally nothing wrong with her at all put her in NICU and like scared us yeah. half to death. And, like, the nurses were telling us, oh, she's perfectly healthy. Like, this is just like a... Yeah, I, that's a whole other story. But they did a lot of like really messed up things where I'm like, you would not have done this if I was yeah. older or if I knew yeah. better. But so yeah, that was my birth story with Mia. Yes, it was pretty easy breezy. Do you want to talk? Yes, I will very quickly. So Storm is my second son. Well, he's my first son, but like my second born. I have a daughter, of course. So you just heard Isabel. So now here's Storm. He is my. Uh, youngest and my last. <laughs> I swear to God, my last. But um, he's just a wild. He's a, his name. He is living into his name. He's just like you named me it for a reason. So um, anyway, so yeah, he was born uh August two thousand nineteen. So my pregnancy, I was actually it was pretty decent. I had a lot of uh, pelvic pain though, lots and lots of pelvic Same. pain during this pregnancy. But I looked better than ever i felt i felt great um yeah so other than you yeah <laughs> i felt like i looked good like you had the glow had, like you had the glow I was very proud of the, the the belly shape like i didn't get any extra stretch marks with him he was such an active baby though i remember trying to sleep and him just constantly kicking me all night long so it definitely explains him so yeah, I can just jump mm -hmm. right into his birth. So basically, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was in the bathtub. I had been cramping for like a week now, and I told my, you know, OBGYN, I this place I would not go back to. There were like six or seven OBGYNs there, and I got a different person each time, and I had to re-explain who I was, 
like what like you know it's just like talking to a brand new person every single time and i absolutely hated that so much um i was able to get like in-house ultrasounds though which were really cool so we got to see him nice. we got to see him all the time um i actually did i don't know if i recommend it to anyone anymore and i don't know if the results were thrown off just because i have pcos so i test higher in testosterone anyways but i got a sneak peek pregnancy test remember i told you i like nine weeks and that's how mm -hmm. i found out we were having a boy and we have we found out we were having a boy at our 20 week i mean we, it confirmed it so that was nice but like i said we got in-house ultrasound so anyways so uh for that last week so i'm like literally 39 weeks like he's literally okay i'll just skip forward so like that week so it was the day before his uh due date or two days before his due date so his due date was august 10th and so i went into the hospital like i august 8th i called my OBGYN and i was like i'm having these god awful cramps they're not contractions i know what contractions feel like i feel like this isn't contractions because they're consistent i'm like it's just weird it's cramping i don't know so she's like just go just go to the hospital go get checked let's see what's going on i go sounds great i'm coming so brian's like mm -hmm. he works night shift so he just got home and he's like you're going to the hospital and he's like can i go to sleep i'm like are you gonna wake up if i call you and he's like uh, yeah i'll have my ringer on and I go, uh, okay so we're in the hospital um and i'm getting checked out and they checked me i think i'm like three centimeters dilated and um what did i say three centimeters dilated but they didn't like the way that his heartbeat wasn't going up and down. Like they said, they like to see a up and then a dip and then a up. Like they like uh -huh. to see that and his just wasn't doing that. So they're like, you know what? He's one day away from his due date. Like, let's just, let's just induce. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've never had that happen. So I get induced. Now I, this is when I heard about, or I actually had heard about it through one of the doctors. Like when we were talking about my birth plan, she kind of gave me, told me all the options because I chose this mm -hmm. hospital because they had bathtubs. Like it, they'd had a brand new mm -hmm. maternity ward, which I kept, they kept saying like, that's not the only reason you chose us. Like actually it fucking is <laughs> because like, they're like, that's not the only reason I'm like, but, but it is. Um, <laughs> Cause I really was really excited about all the things and they're like yeah you can do like you know they offered of course like what is it the morphine or whatever they you know mm -hmm. that's actually how i found out what they gave me was morphine because i had no idea that they gave that to people uh you know for pain management during labor. Yeah. and so that's kind of when i found out that was like what i got during my first one so i was like you know and so they were like nitrous oxide i'm like wait like laughing gas and they're like yeah i'm like I want to fucking do that. They're like, cool. So yeah. I got nitrous oxide and they're like, you can still do the epidural. And I was like, I'm going to do the nitrous oxide until I feel like it's time to do the epidural. So um, anyway, so fast forward. So they give me the, you know, oxytocin to start my labor. Isn't that what it's called? Uh -huh. Or Pitocin, something like that. Pitocin. Pitocin. That's what it is. Pitocin. One of those words. <laughs> and so they give me that to start the labor. And so I'm calling Brian. My mom's with me at this point. And so she's calling Brian. I called him, I think it was like 32 times. Like it was like literally took an hour and it took them about an hour to even get the Pitocin anyways. Uh -huh. So he answered and it was around, oh my God, I forget what time it was. It had been like the next day at that point. Yeah, it was the next oh day. God. So it was like crack ass in the morning. Yeah, because he was born at nine. So I think it was like 3 a.m. I called him, he finally answered. And so he comes down wow. to the hospital and he's really tired. So 
they give me the uh, Pitocin. So labor starts and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it. She goes, do you want to do the nitrous oxide? And I'm like, yes, please. And so she gets it and she gives me the mask. She goes, what I like to do is just tell people to take a big, deep breath in and then just let it out. And she goes, you know, you can just keep it there, honestly, if you want to. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just take a hit. Like, I'm just kind of using it. Like, I, you know, smoking weed. Like, I feel like it's kind of like similar. Yeah, because it'll like, it works while yes. you're doing it. And then it like, it works. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then it, once yeah, you take it off, off, it goes away. So, like, if you get too high, like, I like, you know, I felt, I felt it was, yeah, me laugh. like, I felt it was such a good yeah. thing. Okay, anyways, it takes the yes. pressure, it takes a little it bit of the pressure. It doesn't relieve the pain, yeah. but it takes your mind off mm-hmm. of it, is what it's supposed to yeah. do. And it totally did. The only thing that it bothered me is because they told me that I could move. That's why I wanted to get it because they told me I can move around while I had it. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's why I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait to do the epidural. So I can move around. The only thing is they were worried about his heart. And when I kept moving, the monitor kept moving. So then I couldn't fucking move. So that was so annoying. I hate that. With the so heart. I, that was the one thing with yes. the hospital, that freaking heart shit. I'm like this. Yeah. So I couldn't on. move. So it really was no point. But anyway, so I love the, the laughing gas. So Brian and my mom go to sleep. And um, then they are like, I'm around like eight centimeters, I think at this point. And oh, yeah, I made it all the way to eight centimeters. And, um, I, I think I was, oh, I was moaning. Eventually I had the laughing gas mm. like straight up on my mouth, like just inhaling that shit. Just, I was like, cause it was getting really kind of bad at that like, point. I, oh yeah. It was getting pretty bad at that point. I think I was like almost eight centimeters. And I remember moaning that transition, Ooh, baby. I remember yeah. moaning and, um, Brian looked up from his sleep out of the corner of his eye and looked at me and he's like, gave me that look. And I'm like, what? What? Like, I'm fucking bothering you? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Because he was sleeping because he worked the night before, so he was tired, and I was moaning because I was doing that, like... uh, You're like, I'm birthing an actual human oh, yeah. and he looked up like i was fucking bothering him my mom was sleep sound sleeping while i'm going through all this i'm watching roseanne give birth on the tv so that was fun she was kind of like I'm my birthing partner so <laughs> that's amazing so, doula yes, roseanne so she has, i was cracking up fucking laughing at it like i was literally that that's how good of a mood i was i was laughing and the nurse came in she's like i love to see my patients laugh she was awesome no yes great that's amazing this was a such a good experience and so yeah so i'm Uh, like really getting far at this point and i'm like i have to go to the bathroom and so my mom has to help me so she walks me and i'm crying at this point but i'm laughing she's like you want that epidural now and i go i think so and she goes em, i'm gonna get that epidural for you and she goes okay i go okay. <laughs> she just she took it like, upon herself <laughs> she said i'm trying to get the hospital there <laughs> she really was like apparently i was like really crying like i really was in pain but like i was having a good old time like i felt like i don't know i was I don't know. I was sky high. And so she, they get the, the guy to get the epidural. And I tell them what happened last time. They're like, oh, honey. Oh, they, and he delivered on his motherfucking promise. He put the epidural in me. Bitch, I couldn't feel shit. I couldn't move my legs. This is how I knew. Had that good, good. This one went so wrong because this time I couldn't feel shit. So apparently it took me a long time because I do remember the epidural wearing off completely. He actually came back in speedy quick and gave me another one. And, but this time I couldn't move at all. At 
all. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say before that, look at the difference because normally y'all with Pitocin, Mm -hmm. them contractions are bad. That's why I always tell people like, try to wait as long as you can until you get induced because normally those contractions and then when you put the epidural, so the Pitocin is supposed to speed things up. The epidural slows things yep, down. That's exactly what so happened. the mix, so, so the mix of those two things of they're kind of counteracting each other. So then they're like, okay, well let's up the epidural. Mm-hmm. And then you have to keep upping those two yeah. things. And that's what puts baby's heart. That's what makes baby's heart. Well, you know, actually, a lot of that's the time crazy. Speed I want to tell you exactly what happens because Let's so hear it. The epidural, like, it, so the labor slowed down. That's actually why the epidural mm-hmm. wore off. And so I had to get another yeah. one. So at this point, like I said, I couldn't feel shit. So Brian actually, like, I was falling off the bed and I couldn't move myself to, I was actually, like, at that point incapacitated. And of course, I didn't have the laughing she gas. Was unwell. I didn't have the, like, the nitrous oxide anymore. They wouldn't allow me to have it. She let me have it while getting the, epidural she said this bitch is too much too high she can't move she can't move and now she wants to be laughing on top of it we can't have this yeah i couldn't feel shit i didn't feel any contraction i mean i I definitely i felt back pain but that was the pressure that that other bitch from the other Uh hospital thought that i was bitching about which pisses me off because i was uncomfortable it's back labor that shit's back yeah yeah back labor and so i was uncomfortable like i did feel that so anyways they were looking at the monitor that's how they knew because because I didn't know it was time to push, but the monitor told them it was time for me to push. They checked me. They're yep. like, you're ready. So they had to hold my legs. Brian was like, do I have to? And I'm like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck over here and hold my fucking leg and shut the fuck up. Like, oh, I could smack his ass at that point. <laughs> and so he comes over there. He holds my leg and my mom's holding the other leg. And, um... I literally, they had to tell me when to push. I actually don't even, I think I just did it. Like, I just like held, like, they just like counted yeah. for me because I couldn't feel anything. And they actually say that's when the problem starts that you can't yeah. feel the need to push. And I definitely did not feel the need. I couldn't even feel myself pushing. I felt nothing. Thankfully, I it, it was okay. And I yeah, was able to, but good. Storm's heart actually started going mm-hmm. i think it was either low or high it was one of those things but they were very worried during his coming out like on birthing that's when he it, like i think dropped like they were really freaking out and so they yeah. were like okay you need to get him out they're like get him out let's go let's come on keep pushing and at that point i was just like i continually pushed and so thankfully he was born and he was my little tiny baby my little size seven pound nine ounce thing he was great Afterwards, and um, he had jaundice, so we had to stay, unfortunately, in the NICU, kind of like, uh, so, but it was good. It was a uh, great labor, and I had Woo! one stitch. I recovered greatly. Amazing. It was nice. Um, I was actually up and moving the next day. I was up and moving even a week after. Like, I, I was great. I breastfed. Yeah. It was awesome. So that is my story for Storm, and uh, I forgot yes. to mention the fact that Mia was five pound five Mia was five pounds five and and I did not tear or anything with Mm -hmm. her I also forgot to mention that okay I'll tell me I'll tell Lila's and Jay's yeah we're close like I think we're good I'm gonna give myself like yeah okay the 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 submissions aren't aren't Mm -hmm. very long um okay so with Lila 
I, um, I was able to use my midwives the entire pregnancy, which was just like night and day difference. Like being able to be with yes. them the entire time was just like, ugh. and, um, I let, so there were multiple midwives at my birth center, but they really took the time to sit and listen. And each, um, appointment was at least 30 minutes. You know, you, they really like sat with you. They, yeah. they cared about you. They asked you like about yourself. Yeah. Like they wanted to get to know you on a personal level. Like I always remember my midwives being like the one midwife that I had that, um, was there with me with Lila, she would always be just like asking about my tattoos <laughs> and like just talking about like, you know, her own stories. Like it was so nice. I, my first visit at that time I was 21. I had never had a pap smear and we get there and they're like, Oh, you're 21. You're due for a pap smear. Um, and Jason and Mia were in the room and they were like, all right, just get undressed <laughs> and we'll do it. And Jason is literally across from me. So I was like, Okay, like I guess I'm doing my pap smear with him right here, and I had my legs wide open. You know, it's not that he hasn't a pap seen smear. before, and he is right. He is right across from me with Mia on his lap, and they are fully. They are looking and seeing what I got going on in there. They're like everything's good. Oh, good to, like that's how very much yeah. like. You know, normally they'd be like, okay, sir, can yeah. you step outside no, for a moment? You know I mean? Your like, husband's been all up in there. If he it's can't just like do so, that, yeah, yeah, 100%. And to set the picture, it's an old, like, it's a house, basically, that they've turned into, like, there's um, the rooms, like, on the bottom where they do the, the visits. And then when you go upstairs, that's where, like, the birthing center is. And there's bedrooms with large beds and like a bathroom with like jacuzzi yeah. tubs. Um, they've got like a kitchen. So family can come while you're in labor and be literally cooking meals. You're allowed to eat during yes. birth. Yeah. You're allowed to like, literally you can just like, you can roam the property. You can go outside, walk around while you're in labor. Like it's very much like, treat this as if this is your home and you're they just want you like to be literally as comfortable as possible. At- and that definitely makes you feel comfortable as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So this is very controversial, but I did take castor oil to put myself into labor. Um, did it give yes, you the shit? It absolutely <laughs> did. It gave me the shits. So listen though, my mom did it with my brother yeah. and it literally worked for her, put her right into labor. She took it, went to sleep, woke up in labor, did it with my youngest brother. Same thing. And her labor with my youngest brother was like, we were at the hospital. She went right in, got the epidural immediately. So within 30 minutes of being at the hospital, me and my sister went into the room and the doctor came in and was like, okay, your mom is ready to push now. And we were there for a whole like 40 minutes and we were like, wait, what? And I remember the nurses looking at me and my sister and being like, girls, don't get any ideas because this was like the easiest birth ever. Like, so don't get any ideas. It's not always like this. And we were like, okay. Um, so my mom was like, I did castor oil and it yeah. works. It works. Like she was very and much clearly like, it, did. It, it works for everybody. I will say I also did castor oil 
multiple times yeah. with Jay, and it did not work. <laughs> Boys so, are stubborn. Take as this shit. with a grain of salt. Take this you with got a grain the shits of salt. Because with Lila, with Lila, I immediately got the shits. Like immediately. Full body sweats, <laughs> chills, nausea. Like no, for real. Like That's I did it with so not orange worth juice. It to me. Oh my god. I down that shit immediately got oh, nausea no. immediately um i took a shower immediately had the shits so that was from like <laughs> i think i took it at like 2 or 4 p.m i can't remember so 2 or 4 p.m i was on the toilet essentially the entire day rest of the day like just literally having to go on the toilet and like yeah sorry y'all but that's yeah. what happened and then at 10 p.m i'm like oh will. no Yes, yes. At 10 p.m., I'm like, oh, man. And I remember texting my mom and be like, this is a mistake. This is... I seriously... I was like, mom, you... This is terrible. And so... Yeah, and so at 10 p.m., I'm like, oh, no. Another round. Another round of shits. And so I go on the toilet and, like, it's not. It felt like my water was breaking. So I was like, hmm... So it was like trickling at that point. So then I go on the ball and I start bouncing on the ball and I bounce, 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 go to get up and it comes out my water. So I was like, hell yeah, mom. Is it because you get the shit so bad that it puts you into labor? Is that what happens? I don't know. Oh my God. Is your body like, get this foreign object out of me. They no, it basically because it's a laxative. It so has to. So what it does? So what it does is it creates the same um, muscle okay, contraction. So yeah, that's exactly it's, what it's the, it's, the okay. it's basically making your body contract. Yep. So your body is contracting, contracting, and then it's like, okay, maybe I'll start next time. To maybe try talk about. That'll be a good suggestion to give you the shit. No, that shit didn't work oh, for me. That didn't work for damn. me. Okay, so, keep going. Okay, so it worked yes. though. It worked. I love. And it, yeah, it, so it was snowing and we're like, all right, let's like go right. My midwife was basically like, you can come in. I think I labored. I think I waited a couple hours and then I ended up calling and I was like, yeah, my water for sure broke. Um, and so it was snowing. So they were like, okay, well you can come in like why don't we get in now in case it starts snowing really badly? So I got there and I was like, I want to say like four or five centimeters dilated. Um, they set up the tub immediately. They filled it up with hot water. And so it was me, Jason, Mia was there. She was two at so the time. Cute. Jason's sister. I remember the yeah, video. Jason's sister was I there. I remember the video. I yeah. Love Jason's it. sister was there. And then my mom was there and my mom, nobody was there for Mia's. It was just me and Jason. So I had, uh, Jason's sister and my mom. And that was really nice. Like, I'm so happy that my mom got to witness that because Lila's birth is what changed her mind completely on like, my parents were really like proud and like, Oh, she actually did what with Mia. They were like, Oh, she did have like a medicated birth. Like she said she would, but with this, they actually got to see a non-hospital birth and they were kind of still freaked out at that point about me giving birth like not at a hospital, my mom getting to see me give birth to Lila at the birth center completely changed her mind. She actually, one of the first things that she said was, I want to redo. <laughs> like, I wish that this was, yeah, she was a, like, I wish that I could have a redo. Like when the video that like it, it just, it is, it's a very, yeah, very so, powerful thing. 
So I pretty much birthed the entire time in the water. I did get out for maybe 30 minutes, I want to say, and laid on the bed. And I was immediately like, this is not for me. Like land births are no longer. Yeah. I was like, land births are not for me. I need to get back in that tub ASAP. I was like, please get me back in that tub. And so I did. And I just listened to like meditative music and we just like chilled. Mia was like playing in the water with me. Like it was so nice. And then finally I was just like the moaning got that got louder, the buildup. It was like really like gut, that guttural, like, uh, like a cow, like, mm, like that type shit. Like I was for real, like, I probably have a video, but I was for real, like the moaning. And then finally, like, it was very much like my mom. And I think when Lila was born, it was such a shock because I was in the water and they could not, it was dim lights. Nobody could really see what was going on under there. And then all of a sudden a baby was just on me and they were like, very Lion King moment. Because there was no, there was no, like, there was no sound because I just, at that point, like (laughs) at that point, it was just like, uh, my midwife actually told me don't push. Yeah. So what Emily was saying about pushing too fast at the point where I was crowning, my midwife told me, stop pushing, don't push or don't yeah. force it. Let your body push it out. Let your body push yeah. it out. You don't like force yeah. the pushing. And she was like, just, d- just let it yes. come out. So then I just started literally breathing and I breathed. Yes. Out. And that's why my mom was just like, Oh my God. Like she was yeah. really like, wait, what just happened? Like all of a sudden a baby was just like, I just pulled a baby yeah. out. And so that was like very magical. That was very healing for me to be able to have the birth that I wanted yeah. with Mia. I was able to have that birth. And so that was such a healing experience. And I ended up, uh, she was born at, Oh God, I'm such a terrible mother. <laughs> Seven seven, like seven in the morning. And we left four hours later and we're back at home five hours after I got so crazy. So that was my experience with her with Jay. Like I said, I took castor oil at least four (laughs) times to try and get this child out because I was absolutely done. I was like, he needs to get out immediately. So it was like every other day I was like, I took castor oil again. I tried it every way. I tried it alone. I tried it in orange juice. I did the midwives brew, which is some like, you know, I don't even know what that (laughs) was, but nothing worked. I immediately threw it up one of the times. I was like, nope. Like it did not work. And then finally what happened was, um, it was the middle of the night and I was having uh, what's called prodromal labor, which is basically labor that leads to nothing. And I had that with Lila too. Oh, so this is the reason why God. I took castor oil with both Lila and Jay, because I was having prodromal labor where I truly, it was labor. And I know the feeling oh, of labor awful. because I, I, I did it. So it was that feeling of being up all night long with contractions and then all of a sudden you finally go to sleep and you wake up with nothing. It was so bad. So I was just trying to do anything. Um, I got a membrane with Jay. I got one. I got one with Izzy and I said, I'm not getting one with Storm. He'll come when he 
fucking come. Didn't work. Didn't work. And that was like my last straw was that I basically asked for that. Um, and I normally don't, I normally, I normally say, I normally say, try not to do any of that, but let me tell you, my midwives do, they do it. They do it very gently. So that, that I was like surprised they did it so gently. I was like, Oh shit. But, um, so yeah, that did nothing. So I was trying the castor oil, nothing. So I was having that prodromal labor. And at that point I was like, I'm just going to keep having prodromal labor. Nothing's going to happen. Well, one day, uh, Lila came into my bed at like the middle of the night, um, like four something or five something or something like that. She came in late in bed. The second that she hugged me, she hugged me and I instantly got the biggest contraction ever to the point of me being like, Oh my God, like this is not, I was like, what something's happening? What? And then, so so that happened. And then two minutes later, another one. And I was like, what the fuck? Because normally with labor, when you get contractions, it builds up. So it'll be like 10 minutes apart or like 20 minutes apart and then 10 minutes apart. And it's slowly getting like quicker and quicker. Once you get to like five minutes apart, doctors are normally like, come Mm in. Um, so yeah, it was like immediately two minutes apart. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so I had to get up and I turned the shower on because it was immediately uh, very painful. Like I had never felt that pain before in my life. I was like, what is happening? So I got in the (laughs) shower and I was like texting Jason because he had just left for work. So I'm texting him and I'm like, I just got a very bad like contraction. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't know what's happening. Like this is very bad, but I don't want, he's like, should I turn around? I'm like, I have no idea. I ended up calling my midwife. I think before I got in the shower, I called my midwife. And she, or no, no. And I called her after I got out of the shower, because at that point I was texting my mom and she was at work. And I was like, mom, I think you might need to come over right now and take me like to my midwife because I I think it's time. And Jason was already like halfway to work. So my mom would have gotten to me beforehand. So she's like, okay, well keep me updated. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the, I was texting her in the shower. I'm like, I'm in the shower right now. I literally can't get out. Like I cannot get oh out of the shower God. at all. And so I f- forced myself to get out basically because I was like, you I have need, to go. Yeah. I just, something in me was like, you need to get out. You need to get out. You need to get out. But I couldn't. And so I finally did. I called my midwife. And so at the time she didn't tell me this, but after I got there, she told me that when I called her, she knew that I was at least eight centimeters dilated, but probably nine going to 10 centimeters. Like she told me that she knew that I was about to have a baby and she was so calm. She's like, um, (laughs) how far away is your husband right now? And I was like, well, he's halfway to work. So he's probably going to get to me in like 45 minutes. And then we're 45 minutes from the birth center. (gasps) And she's like, is anybody closer? And I'm like, my mom is coming right now. And she's like, okay, go. So my mom got there. Jason actually got to the grocery store in town, your old town. He got there. Um, as my mom was like, he got there almost, he was right behind my mom basically, but I got my kids up 
I got them breakfast. No, I was it. out here like literally, yes, getting them both ready. And I remember <gasps> like literally being like on the Ugh. ground, mooing like a cow, like mooing and going. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Doing that. And they're laughing at me. The kids are fully laughing like, oh my God, mommy sounds like a horse. And I was like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to have a baby, guys. And so my mom gets there. I'm on the floor. Like, I'm truly on the floor. My mom gets there. And she's trying to, like, ask me shit. And I just kept telling her, I can't talk. Dude, I know that. I, like, couldn't form. No, I couldn't form words. I was like, I can't. In the car. Go. Car. In the car. Like, I could not form yeah, words. Yeah. And she's, like, asking me stuff. I'm like, I Don't can't. ask me shit. And so, yeah. And so I'm like, we need to go. We need yes. to go. So we get in the car. And my mom is speeding. Like, because I was like, we just need to go, like, fast. And so my mom's speeding in my neighborhood. And I go, not that fast. It's you have to, like, get there so, first. So... So, okay, so to paint a picture, technically, our hometown was an island. And to get yes, off of this yes. island, you got to cross this big-ass, miles-long bridge that, yes, what do you know? That's two, sometimes one or two. That, open. What do you know? They had, like, they were doing work <gasps> on this bridge, and so they shut it down to one yes. lane, and it was the first week of them doing this. So there was hours long traffic all the time so we were getting there onto the bridge when it was oh, like people are going to work God. so guess what we ran into traffic <gasps> and we are i would have been calling almost. the fucking police at that point for an Emily. escort dead ass and they they had barricades. Dead ass. Was my ass would have been calling nine no, one. I swear one. to God. I swear to God. There were, there was one lane with barricades. You couldn't even like get over. Yeah. So we're on this bridge, and I'm fully pushing out <gasps> my child on the bridge, and I'm doing it. I'm with doing it like, without mom? telling anybody. I'm pushing this child out. My mom is driving. Jason is in the back seat with the kids because we ended up picking him oh up. Oh, my God. And, like, my mom, when we picked him up, my mom is like, what's going on with you? Like, your lights up. I'm like, I don't fucking know that we need to go. I'm like, I don't care about the lights or whatever the fuck is going on with my car. We need to leave. Oh, my God. That's now. not important. So, like, I'm, I'm fully in the front seat. Seatbelt off, leaned over, oh holding on to Jason, grasping him for dear life, <gasps> and I'm saying, I'm pushing him out. I, I'm pushing. And Was my mom goes, go bless her heart, bless her heart. My mom goes, don't push, don't push. And I said, I can't help it, mom. My body is literally pushing him out. I cannot help it. He's coming out. We need to get there. Now, because he's going to be a car baby. And what's crazy is that multiple of my midwives sat me down and had a talk about what to do in the event that I had a car baby. They predicted my future. They were like, you just if push the baby out. And if, if they're pink, if you want to just keep going to the, and come to us to the birth center, that's fine. But if you call 911, they're going to take you yes. to the hospital. So they were basically like, have the baby and then keep Literally, coming to us. Is he so like, I, Jason go. was ready. 
Jason was ready. He wanted a car. Oh, baby. Jason was ready God. to have a car baby. He's like, I'm ready for this. I was born for this. He's like holding me. <laughs> We're ready to go. My mom is just speeding. We get there. I'm barefoot, black feet. <laughs> Because I've got dirt all up on my feet. I didn't have time to get no sandals. I wanted to film the birth. That didn't happen. So my midwife comes and meets us at the car. She's like, okay, we need to get out of the car. And I'm like, I can't. I'm having another contraction. And she's like, okay, have the contraction. Then we need to get yeah. you in. So I have it. She rushes me inside. I have no awareness that anybody else is in this room. I'm like, where's Jason? Where's my kids? Where's my mom? And they're like, they're literally... <laughs> right next to you and i'm like okay so they they get the heartbeat really quick they're like okay the heartbeat's good but like we gotta lay you down and so they lay me down and my, my the baby is coming out like he's literally coming out in his sack <gasps> still he is fully my water did not Shut break up. he was in he was he was half born in the sack still and he as his head came out, he was still in the sack. And Jason's so mad that he didn't get to see this. But, like, so I laid Did down. You see it? And in my head, in my head and in Jason's head, too, because he said he almost asked them. I was about to ask these people, can you fill the tub up? Because that's how bad I did not want to have a yeah. land birth. I was... And I didn't know that he was literally, like, actually coming out. I thought there was time to still have a water birth. <laughs> and Jason said he almost asked them to fill the tub oh my God. because he knew how yeah, bad. Yeah, he wanted that water but, birth. So he was so sad he didn't get to see. But they actually had to, um, after his head came out, they ended up breaking yeah. the sack because he was already trying to okay, breathe. Yeah, he was going to breathe in the going, fluid. <gasps> He yeah. was trying to breathe in, so they quickly did that. He did have the cord yeah. around. They didn't even tell me because, they, listen, the babies can have yeah. the cord around. They don't breathe until um, Isabel had her cord wrapped. Yeah, like it's not always a um, big deal because th they're not breathing through yeah. this. They're still breathing their from, umbilical like, the cord. placenta and whatnot. You know, so. Uh, that happened. Mia was actually the one that told me that the umbilical cord was around the neck. She said, then they took, they took the, um, the, the rope around and they took that. Yeah. She was, she was retelling me everything that this, happened. She's so brave. So my oh, mom, my mom and both of my daughters, my mom was holding both of the girls like this. They were front and center, baby. They saw everything. <gasps> and I was like, um, I was actually on my stomach with my leg so i was like on my stomach with my leg like that and so they saw a full butthole all the it. things like yes. you know that's the angle that they had but yeah so he was born um like five minutes after we got there <laughs> and he was almost so that was actually a very traumatic yeah for me though because i started i started labor in in like the last segment yeah, of labor which is the hardest passed. part yeah. i my body did not have any time to like Jeez. to gear up yeah. for it or process anything so it was kind of traumatic on my body because he really came out too quick like he came out so, like he burned yes. like way too Clearly fast your water didn't, didn't break i mean yeah, yeah. And I did um, tear just a little bit, but I did need, I did not need stitches. Um, and he was eight pounds, half an ounce. They were like, that half ounce counts, girl. <laughs> you have an eight pound, half ounce baby. But yeah, that was, 
it was an easy, it was a hard, but like very fast. And it was just crazy. Like, yeah. So we were only at the birth center for four hours because when I got there, that's four hours is normally the time after you have the baby, you're typically there for four more hours and then they send you on your way. And with me, I wasn't there at all before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I got there and then we got to leave four hours later and it was a pretty easy experience, but traumatic nonetheless, but a good experience. But yeah, so that's how J-Man was born. If I had to do it again, I definitely want the whole midwife, I doula combo kind of like you know what I mean that person there I want a I'll be your doula baby yeah, obviously you um but I still want because I do want my epidural I do I I run my nitrous yeah I want the yeah nitrous yeah because like I cannot handle pain and I'm completely okay with admitting that I am a big baby when it comes yeah, to pain absolutely and you can and look how look how much better your experience yes. went when you set your yes. boundaries and you said, you know what, I'm going to do the nitrous oxide right now, let my body progress, but I'm going to know when it's time to mm. go up the next level yes. and get the next I be able you know, round of whatever. Time. Yeah. And you were able to move around and like really um, help yourself progress. Yeah. And that's amazing. But like, yeah, mm. you're, everybody is different. I have a higher pain yeah. tolerance that's fine. You have a lower pain tolerance and that's fine. It's however we get our baby's birth side. And we do have some submissions. submissions. Yes, I'm so excited. So let's listen. We'll listen first. I'm trying to... Okay, let me... Okay. All right. Here we go. Oops. Sorry, y'all. All right. Let me know if you can hear this. Okay. So my birth story. So I was supposed to be doing be induced on a Sunday, and on a Friday. Aaron and I decided to go on a little date night, like a last two were just the two of us. So on our way there, I started getting like terrible, terrible back pain and my lower back hurt so bad. And I- oh. Oops, sorry. Oh my God, where'd it go? No! Okay, I was like, what in the world is this? So I texted my mother-in-law and she was like, um, I think you're in labor. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. But we still ended up going to dinner. Um, and I was pretty uncomfortable like all throughout dinner, but it was pretty manageable. And then we went home and I just went straight to bed. I was like, I just need to sleep and see what happens. And then around like 2 a.m. I, I woke up to go to the bathroom and I stood up and my water broke all over the floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, here we go. So I woke up Aaron and told him that my water broke and we called the doctor and she said, okay, you need to come to the hospital. We'll get you all checked out. And we went to the hospital. We got to the hospital around like 3.30 in the morning. They like checked me and I was three-ish centimeters dilated and they admitted me. And then I just kind of like labored at the hospital for a bit, took a bath and just kind of relaxed. And I had gotten super, super nauseous from the pain of the contractions at 
that point. And so I decided to get the epidural. And man, was that thing a lifesaver. I felt so much better after. And after the epidural, that was about 7 a.m., I progressed like super, super fast. I went from like five or six centimeters to 10 in like three hours. So by by 10 a.m., they were like, okay, we're just going to let you relax. And then we're going to have you start pushing in a little bit. So at like 11 or 11.30, I started pushing, but they were like, he's not like positioned right. So I had to like lay with a ball between my legs and try and get him to move a little bit. And then they thought that he had moved. So I started pushing again and I pushed for almost four hours and I made no progress. Um, And then while I was pushing, they told me that I needed to be really prepared because I think he has a cone head because he had been so low for so long. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I also freaking tore. So I had a second degree tear um, just from pushing. Um, and then I had made no progress in those four hours. So they were like, we think it's time like to consider a C-section. And I was like, do whatever you can to get this baby out of me. Like I need him out right now. And they came in, but he had made like a little bit of progress down my birth canal. So they were like, we're going to have to push him back up. So they reached up and pushed him back up. And it was so painful and so terrible. And yeah, it was no fun. So then they moved me to the operating room and started. And I was like, I felt a lot of stuff on my right side, like they, I could feel a lot of pressure and a lot of pain. Um, and it, I think kind of the epidural had started to wear off a little bit. So that, that was really hard. Um, but he was here in like five minutes. So that was really awesome. And then we got to hold him while they like stitched me back up. Um, and then, um, if you want to hear about like the healing aspect of it, like I was in the hospital for two nights, three nights after that, two or three nights. Um, and I could like, not, I could barely stand up. I was so swollen. Um, and they were like, they made me take pain medicine, but I was like, I don't really feel like I need pain medicine. So I only took a little bit of pain medicine in the hospital, but nothing after that. I just took Tylenol and ibuprofen, like not any of the hardcore stuff. And then I had to sleep on the couch for like two or three weeks while I was healing because I couldn't lay flat on my back. But I had, I was able to like get up and walk around quite a bit. So we started going on like really decent walks, like maybe when he was four or five days old, um, which really helped my sanity. But overall, like it wasn't a super terrible experience. I the worst part about it was honestly pushing. It was so painful. Um, and he just was making no progress. So mm. yeah, I mean, I'm just glad for modern medicine because my body was not meant to like made to have babies. So yeah. Okay. So my birth story. They wow. pushed the baby wow. back inside of her. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing? That, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Because 
Well, in her it case, needed to happen. she was done. Yeah. She was, she was done pushing. She was like, get this baby out. But do you think they could have, I mean, that's, I guess. You think that if they can push that's it That's what up, I just like, said. That's what I was just about to say. But you can. But, okay. But you, you can. can okay. That, you can forceps. I mean, that's, that's what, what I was just about to say. Like, the, when the, you, like, but then also but you're that's squeezing also, their head and that's painful as well. Babies, it's it's not. Oh my god, it's that's not amazing easy. though. That's that's good that she had, but it seems like she had a, a decent. Yes, recovery. I'm very. I mean, glad being that able to walk, able to have that for her. Um, so it sounds like she had that. a good yeah. C-section. That sounds like a good C-section. C-section, <laughs> especially that she was able to Experience. hold the baby because a lot of times you're I know. not allowed to. Do we have? Don't we have another that's one? Really you want to nice. share another one? Yes. Yeah. Um, let me pull it up. It is a written. I am super excited to hear these because like, I, I like hearing other women's experiences because we're all, we all have different experiences. That's why like when you're yep. getting advice, like don't always take what people have to say because like, you're only hearing that uh-huh. amount of people. Like there are other people that have, have had yep. wonderful, especially with me for two different experiences completely. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. You pull yep. it up. Yep. Okay. Uh, She said, so disclaimer, my experience wasn't ideal and I don't want to scare anyone at all. Everyone's experience is so different. So I went into labor on Monday, September 27th and didn't have Theo until Wednesday morning, September 29th. So that's two full days, basically. Right. Yeah. I spent so much time researching and preparing myself. I had the perfect birth plan. (laughs) Everything. Yep. Everything was fine until I was about 30 hours into laboring before shit hit the fan. I labored at home for about 12 hours. I spent most of it in the bathtub since the water helped a lot. Guys, the water helped so much. It's you're, you're going back to, your yes. roots, literally, you're going. When Mama back said, to "Take the a bath." Mama said, "Take a bath. That'll make you feel better. It works. Literally, it works. Warm water. Yep. Warm so, water. <laughs> when we went to the hospital, my contractions were pretty close, so I was expecting to be pretty dilated. I was literally two <gasps> centimeters. LOL. But guys, listen. I will say, you can literally be like me. Like, look, I went from zero to 100 yeah, very quickly. or you can be two centimeters and it'll you know take its time you you won't it'll take its time um it's so different for everybody and that's why i think like for me personally i don't think it's very necessary to get checked for dilation during pregnancy because a lot of the times it's gonna get your hopes up if say you go to your doctor's appointment and they tell you that you're two yep. centimeters dilated. You're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go any, into labor tonight. Yes. But honey, yes, any minute you can now, be, you, that baby will stay days. in your body for three more weeks. Oh, no, three weeks. weeks. I was dilated for a long time. Really? Okay. 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 So, oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's completely. So you're right. You're so right. If you do not, if you, y'all, if you do not want somebody's hands into don't, your body, don't. you absolutely tell them no. Say it is not necessary. And I would prefer, you don't even have to be checked that's for That's so dilation. true. I didn't. When I you said are, no. You, I, that's so true. Y'all, I said I did Yeah. Well, you don't have to be checked for dilation even when you are in labor. Because like I said, a lot of the time, it doesn't mean anything. Your body will know when you are ready mm-hmm. to push that baby out. With Emily, she knew her first 
her first labor. My body is pushing. And they told her, no, no. What happens? The doctor comes in. And what do you know? She's 10 centimeters dilated. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's time. I mean, come on. Jesus. Okay. So they almost sent me home. Bless oh, her heart. My oh, God. my God. Which... And she said, I wish they would have, because I had so many more hours of labor Very ahead of true. me where she's not able to eat. Yes, you can't or eat any of that. On. It sucks. that. So, but she does say we got into our room and we had the most magical room. It was so big and spacious. Jake even had a bed for him to sleep on. We had a view of Lake Superior and there was a labor tub that overlooked it. This sounds mm-hmm. amazing. I actually had a view in my room too. We had a view of That's our awesome. like, yeah, water. It's cool. She said, I spent most of my labor in that tub listening to the playlist I made. I brought crystals and essential oils to help with the vibes. I love that. Oh, I love, love it. I love it. I did the same thing. I was doing so well until about 8 p.m. on Tuesday. No meds, no sleep, no food. I was literally hallucinating. Oh, in my birth plan, I strictly stated I didn't want any meds whatsoever, but I was to the point of breaking down. I got an epidural around 11 p.m. and was able to sleep. I made the experience so much harder than it needed to be because I wouldn't stop beating myself up for getting the epidural. I kept telling myself I failed and just felt so guilty. Ugh. When I woke up from that nap, it was about three to four hours long. I was nine centimeters dilated, but the doctor said he was sunny side up, and apparently that's not okay. Okay, I'm about to mm-hmm. be mad. She straight up took her hand, put <gasps> yep. it up in me, and tried, that's the same and tried thing. turning. It's so yep. ridiculous. The most weird feeling ever, and I feel like this is truly why I had the shitty experience I did when it was time to push instantly, his heart rate was dropping and I was bleeding. I also ended up having preeclampsia, which is super scary. They told me if he doesn't come out in the next few pushes, we need to do an emergency C-section yet another thing that I did not want. I tried so fucking hard, but he wasn't coming out and they rushed me down. It was truly terrifying. They did the clamp test on my belly to make sure I couldn't feel anything, but I did. So I had to be put under I'm now happy I wasn't awake for it because I was already in a panic. LMFAO. (laughs) Gotta keep it light with the LMFAO. I didn't get that golden hour skin to skin like I wanted, but luckily I pumped colostrum while in labor. So Jake was able to feed it to Theo when I was in the recovery room. When I woke up, I was bawling since I wasn't with the baby yet, and I was just still sad and in shock about how my experience went. It was the total opposite of what I had wanted. I found out I had placental abruption, and that's why I was bleeding so much. They rolled me up to the birthing center, and as the elevator opened, I heard his cry. I knew it was him. It had to be. I have the chills. They rolled me into our room, and I saw Jake holding our little baby with the sun beaming on him through with the sun beaming on them through the window. And it was truly such a beautiful sight. They gave me Theo and I got to have that first skin to skin and got to feed him. And he latched on perfectly that first 24 hours with him. It was like, I was on cloud nine. I couldn't stop smiling and happy crying. Postpartum was so rough for me healing from a major surgery, having to take pain meds, meds for blood pressure, learning to be a mom and breastfeeding altogether, it was rough. I still grieve my birth experience with him, and it honestly makes me nervous to have another ever. But I got such a precious, perfect baby boy out of it all, and I came out stronger than ever. And then she said, 
If you don't get to read mine since it's long, I totally get it, but it feels nice to share and type this all out. If you do read it, I don't care if you use my name. Um, so this is my personal friend and she actually makes all of the jewelry that I'm wearing. She's written, she has wrote in quite a few times and I know both of us are grateful to have that. Like, you know, we get to, she really brings it every time. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And I'm sure writing that was very healing, especially to be able to see the positive sides of it. Like I walked in and the sun was beaming Mm -hmm. down on them and like you end up being like, it doesn't matter how got the baby was birthed. Yeah. He's earth side and he's yeah. healthy and I'm going to be okay. And like, I will tell y'all this girl was literally, she started doing, um, what is it called? The hoop. Do you know when it's like a hoop and it's hanging from the sky and they do the aerial? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you I know what I'm so. talking yeah. about? Hoop, hoop. Uh, I don't I know. I have what no it's- idea, but yes. Aerial hoop flow, whatever. She started doing that after never doing that before, like months after giving birth. And this girl is now like, um, at a very, like she's leveled up so much, but I'm just like, look, you're, you literally had a major surgery and are now doing shit like that. And you're a new mom. Like, oh my God, just props. That's amazing. Oh no. Jay is without underwear, so he shit somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Have kids, they say. Oh, oh, God. Okay. I'm so glad we oh got God. to share your guys's and our experiences. We I love know. when you guys write I in. I hope y'all liked this. Yes. I hope you liked it. Very different It was a little more of like an episode... And this was an episode for us to kind of like tell a little bit more about like us. Yeah. If you guys like this kind like, of stuff, let us yeah. know. All righty. Uh, well, we'll, we, we'll share some more yes, stories. Um, we actually don't know if we have anything planned for next week. So if you guys want to. Is next week. Am I Is wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> Hold on. I'm... No, but I will do we have a topic though? What, what was the day? I thought you told me the twenty first. Well, hold on, what, but, but I feel like that's not right. No, I don't think so. Wait. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, y'all, because we do have a guest coming on, and she actually did June thirteenth. You said this, June thirteenth. The the thirteenth. Yeah, so okay, not so next week. Two weeks, two weeks from now. Yeah, right? so we have nothing planned for next week. So. So, but I will say for that, we are having a money coach come Ooh. on and she was in this business course that I took with me, um, and launched a whole, she went from working a nine to five corporate job to literally quitting her job. And now she is a money coach. Awesome. Her name is the wealthy witch. So Katie, she will be on in two weeks. So please, she would like to do a Q and A and kind of do like, literally any money questions you have, like stuff that you are afraid to ask people about money, like all the things this girl is going to help. Oh, that is so exciting. I'm very excited for this now. I didn't know what this was. And I'll say she had first time hearing it too, kind of in details. I'm so excited. Was it? Yeah. You just like, you told me about her, but we didn't, you didn't talk about like what we were going to be doing. So I'm very excited. Yeah. She said, she said, let's do a Q and a type and people can submit you can submit anonymously if you have yeah, well, our whole like submission. Know, yeah. Like, you know, yep. Info yep. Is and then anonymous. she said, um, 
she said she's going to come up with a couple things like money questions that no one wants to ask or is too embarrassed to Ooh, ask. Okay. She's going to, she's going to help us out y'all. So send in any money questions, budget questions, any um, topics for next all week, the things. money, money, that money. Well, how do we get the money? Yeah. Yes. So then, um, next week, Let's just do a, a ramble, a reality ramble. We can, yeah. We'll think of some things. Like I said, like, like have some, maybe if they, you guys want to send some stuff in, give us some ideas or we'll think of some things. But yeah, anything, anything goes, yeah? <laughs> anything goes. All right. Alrighty. Let's go get our kids. Bye. Let's go get them. Bye.